Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, The Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm a mind-controlled Bell. Oh, Bell! Oh my gosh, you're mind-controlled by aliens? Uh, perhaps. Wait, is this I happening? Am. Is this happening right now? Because I do not have bad blood queued up for a for a showdown between the two of us. <laughs> I feel like that no, would have no, to no. happen. We'll save that for later. Maybe I won't spring it on you. We are just coming off of like just right now watching the episode uh, that we are about to discuss here on Flash TV Talk. So we don't have the usual pre-show prep. We haven't done all the research. We haven't been able to rewatch it, pull up screen uh, screen caps and all that kind of good stuff. This is all very fresh. It may be a little bit different from the podcast that you're normally used to in terms of uh, what we have. However, we are going to try to stick to some kind of structure tonight. And with that being said, Bell, let's jump into the rundown. The Rundown. Episode 8 of Season 3, Invasion. Directed by Dermot Downs and story by... Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Hey, the guys with the guys. Bell, what happened this episode? Well, when aliens called the Dominators attack Central City, Barry speeds over to Star City to ask the Green Arrow for help in stopping them. Realizing the battle against the Dominators is bigger than they thought, they track down the Legends, and Barry and Sisko create a breach to bring back a secret weapon, Supergirl. Once all the Super Friends are assembled, they come up with a plan to attack, but a shocking secret related to Flashpoint is revealed, and suddenly no one is sure who they can trust. Meanwhile, Wally wants to join the battle against the aliens, but Iris tells him he is not ready. Mm, okay, so Bell, I, sh- I got to ask you before we really uh, dive into the uh, the meat of this episode. Did you watch Supergirl last night? Yes. Did I need to watch Supergirl last <laughs> night? No. <laughs> Every single person who tuned into that episode who is not normally a Supergirl viewer was kind of thinking like, wait. This I did not need to watch this. Literally, the exact scene from Supergirl happened in The Flash. It was like literally beat for beat, the entire thing. You didn't need to watch Supergirl, or yet, so we think. It very well may be that some of the events of Supergirl as it pertains to that alien virus, that may be coming into play. That's my guess anyway, in terms of... Well, I, uh, I, I thought they MacGuffin the alien virus away at the end of the episode. Oh, did they really? Because Monel was better, and like they're like, yeah, because it was weaponized, we were able to create a really easy way to defeat it, which doesn't make any sense as to why it was weaponized in the first place. Yeah, on their Earth, but not on this Earth. I'm just saying this Earth is not accustomed to dealing with aliens, and we've got aliens not accustomed to dealing with 
uh, superpowered individuals. It's very well. I'm just I'm putting it out there. I think that that virus situation is going to come back because otherwise, otherwise, as you mentioned, there's really no point in the Supergirl episode other than to tell Supergirl viewers that she is coming over to you know to another universe uh, for for a for a fun time with uh, a roaring good time well, with superheroes and aliens. So so I you know I do take that back. Yes, the 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 the, the main scene involving Barry and Cisco was actually in the flash and so didn't really need to see it on supergirl however there were uh two scenes each about a split second long where breaches showed up in supergirl's world well, so yeah, yeah that's true that's true that that is that is something of note here's the thing and cisco you, you said know, you, cisco said very specifically when they were about to do the jump that this may take a couple of tries i thought we were going to get a couple of uh different versions of supergirl kind of uh you know kind of like we got with uh, harrison wells I, I was kind of hoping that we not, not necessarily different versions of Supergirl, but like different worlds, like Rick and Morty style. They go up to one world and it's just like weird, <laughs> you know, like one legged aliens that are 30 feet tall and like trees with mega seeds that, you know, and <laughs> maybe <laughs> one. Like, well, that's the wrong earth. Maybe one that uh, that's just entirely shrimp. Yes. Yes. Shrimp world. Yeah. It, it would get old fast, but uh, but that Speedy would be shrimp. Awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, There's no way that's a shrimp. So, so Supergirl, for the most part, not not a whole lot to bring uh, from that, except for the fact that Supergirl did leave that universe. But you saw literally, if you did not see Supergirl prior to this episode, you're fine. You saw the scene that matters, which is uh, Barry and Cisco going to get her. We get these aliens; they come into play. This is brand new territory. Uh, you know, the monster itself was kind of the first time that things got a little uh, out of hand. Uh, at least in the, in the mindset of, of Barry and, and Team Flash. However, now we are dealing with legitimate monsters in the form of the Dominators. Uh, this is something that is beyond the realm of what they are typically accustomed to. For all intents and purposes, the first time that this Earth has ever dealt with aliens. That's the impression that I got from uh, you know the, the government conspiracies and such. Right, because uh, no one seems to remember that that Supergirl is an alien. And so they're always like using this term alien in like a negative connotation. And so she's probably be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm I'm an alien, too. Let's. Well, no. And they, they do say <laughs> that very specifically. But but I'm talking about in terms of Earth one, in terms of uh, Flash Arrow Earth. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, they never encountered. Them well, but Joe made some mention of, of the fact that like government cover up and aliens. But do you think do you think that was a nod to anything or do you think it was just more of like, a you know, aliens? I thought he was going to refer to Area uh, Area 51 in Roswell, New Mexico, but mm. he was mentioning something completely different. Interesting. Well, I'm, it does open up a completely new playing field here. Um, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I'm curious, Bill. Have you have you been watching Supergirl at all? I saw. Uh, I watched all of season one. I saw a couple episodes of season two, and then I just lost. You know, I, I wasn't able to, uh, to not that I didn't want to, because I think it's a fun show, but I just hadn't had been able to catch up on it. Well, the reason I ask is because, of course, on Supergirl aliens like that's their that's their shtick, right? Like if, if you got Barry dealing with metahumans, you've got, uh, you know, you got Arrow dealing with urban warfare and then you've got Supergirl where they are dealing with a lot of aliens. In fact, over on Supergirl, I guess spoilers if you've never watched that show, but I mean, come on crossover. This is this kind of stuff's going to happen. Uh, she actually does actively team up with the Martian Manhunter. I'm kind of kind of surprised that he wasn't along for this team up. You know, I was thinking the same thing because it's like, you know, Martian Manhunter and Supergirl, or at least in the show, they seem evenly matched. Why not bring two of them and, and Monel for that? You know, Monel's a Kryptonian. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the story with him in the episode so far. Just 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 from the one I watched yesterday. 
Um, but yeah, Monel, he's a Kryptonian. Uh, Martian Manhunter, super strong. Apparently, uh, um, uh, Megan or Megan. Megan. I've, I've the, always thought uh, it was McGann. McGann, McGann. Well, yeah, I can't remember how they pronounce it on the show. I think they, I think they said it different. Yeah, like she's there and she's apparently turning Martian Manhunter into a white Martian. Maybe that's why they didn't bring him. I don't know. No, no, they fixed him. They fixed him. That's right. They fixed him. Uh, <laughs> at the end, they they, they <laughs> MacGuffined him back to normal Martian Manhunter. I know. So, he had this whole Blaze of Glory thing he was about to go out as. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. He's I like, I'm know. coming, Elizabeth. Um, I'm coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is... they, they, they should have brought... You know, all those people, because there's a bunch of like really powerful aliens. in. Well, Karen's. but but here's the thing. For one thing, you know, Barry doesn't know about that. But here's the, the other thing is that like Kara, Kara, however you want to say it, Supergirl needs no team. Like literally she is the team Supergirl. Well, she, yeah. I mean, just like any incarnation of Superman, she's practically a god. Exactly. Exactly. And actually, I was thinking about that. And I know we're kind of we're going to jump around, you know, normally, by the way, if this is your first time listening to the Flash TV Talk podcast, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, this is not going to be the normal style. In fact, if you go back and listen to previous episodes, you'll note that typically when we review an episode, we, we go character by character. We may do that tonight. We may just jump around like crazy. It's so fresh that I have no earthly idea how this is going down. But I will say this in that fight scene where you actually had, you know, the, the separation, right? You had, um, you know, all the, all the sidekicks got mind erased or mind controlled by the aliens. Uh, you had Barry and the metas going up top and you had arrow and the street level guys going down below, which I loved. I loved the visuals there, but there was almost like a gods versus like a, like a human battle and a gods battle, right? Like with firestorm and with, uh, Supergirl and, and then also even Adam who's got kind of a Hephaestus thing going on. If you want to go with the Greek mindset. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really neat. Kind of seeing the, uh, cause <laughs> I mean, let's be honest here. Supergirl could have just cleaned all of them up in, uh, well, all, all of the humans up in, in well, yeah, you know, exactly. A exactly. literal blink of an eye. And <laughs> so it's, it's, it's good to know. And, and I don't know if they're going to deal with this later, but you know, it's one of those things where anytime a comic book character gets mind control, in the comics they still always pull their punches because you know they have some kind of like something in the back of their head telling them not to do exactly what it is you know you, 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 you that's a common trope right yeah no absolutely. mind control thing in comics yeah and so i, I get I was, the feeling that was the same <laughs> kind of thing here there was a brief moment where barry walks like he's walking towards supergirl and he's got this very determined look on his face and it's right before he kind of takes her all around the world and then makes her bust into the alien machine and I thought for a moment, I was like, is he going to try to do his hope thing? Like his hope pep talk deal, like still a mind controlled Supergirl. <laughs> That's not going to work. But fortunately, no, it was. Uh, let's let's he, race. He's going to beat the alien technology with the power of hope. That's right. That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey, man, if anyone could, <laughs> it would be Barry. I'll give that to Barry. But uh, but yeah, that was a really neat scene, though, like watching. Uh, what was it? It was uh, Speedy Diggle and uh, Sarah versus. Green Arrow, which is pretty cool that he was taking on all three of them by himself. And of course and he did. Flash, he trained all those guys. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's like once I was but the learner, but now I am the master. <laughs> Nobody had that kind of moment, though, which I thought would be kind of neat. Like Sarah coming in because she's coming to her own on Legends. So I thought maybe, that you, should, you know, but. Well, yeah. it was a kind of a nice way to deal with, you know, you've got all of these characters and every single one of them wants screen time and every single one of them is, is going to want some dialogue. But if you have the vast majority of the cast 
of you know the cast of characters mind controlled where they can't actually talk then you just get the stunning visuals and you don't necessarily need the the back and forth and the visuals tell the story right like you said having these three apprentices up against their master you don't need the dialogue back and forth to to necessarily have that on the nose uh acknowledgement of what's going on and with- Anakin- you were the chosen one. You were supposed <laughs> to bring balance to the force. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he would say that to. I have no idea who he would say that to. Uh, maybe Speedy? Maybe? Apparently maybe. she hasn't been Speedy in a while. True confessions time. I have not been watching Arrow. Uh, nor have I. I. I'm up to season three. I'm a couple episodes into season three. I. That but, is exactly uh, where I am as well. That is exactly where I am as well. I, uh, I couldn't... Uh, couldn't do it. There was too much of the elicity at the time. And, and while I was shipping them back in the day, when it, when it dominated the show, I just, I had to stop watching cause I just wasn't interested anymore. Uh, but I've, I've been, I've, I've kind of wanted to get back into it. I just haven't been driven to go and play catch up because I, like I said, elicity, I can't do it. Arrow TV talk. Well, if we were to do Arrow TV talk, we'd have to, we'd have to go back in time. And I don't, I don't, I, that there's a moratorium right now on back in time, time travel and whatnot, especially given the revelations that we got in this episode. Okay. Excellent transition, my friend. <laughs> That's what we're known that for. That and professionalism. Professional tier translation <laughs> or uh, 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 transition there. Absolutely. All right. You, uh, while, like I said, I haven't been watching Arrow, you have been watching Legends. In fact, of course, you, and, uh, and your crew over at Legends TV Talk have been holding it down. Great episodes, by the way. I've been enjoying tuning into the podcast. Kyle and Will. The legendary Kyle and the legendary Will. You guys, so y'all have uh, been watching this season. Did you know the full message over on Legends? Because I, I remember uh, I found out about the, the the thing. Like I got caught up on Legends to where they first find the audio track of Barry from the future. But I, I never, yeah. I never found out. I think that's where I left off. So on Legends, had they listened to the full message? They had not, and that was something that really surprised me. Is that they revealed that? I mean, I guess they kind of had to since Flash become, you know, comes earlier in the week than Legends. Uh, so they didn't really have a choice to do it any other way. But uh, yeah, that was the first reveal of the full message. We had not seen it before. We had not heard it before, uh, and, and and so they decided to do it in, in on a flash because Barry said it. And, you know, I guess that makes sense. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I was super excited to finally, I, I thought that was going to be one of those things. They're going to tease out the entire season. And then finally we get some kind of like, you know, hint at to what it is at the very end. But yeah, they, it's, it, it's totally Barry totally talking about, you know, he messed up the timeline. I'm assuming he's referring directly to flashpoint. Um, but here's my question about that whole thing. Yeah. So he says that, you know, there's going to be, there's a war coming. And, the, you know, when you when Rip, when you come back, you know, don't trust me because I changed the timeline, even your timeline. Everything's all messed up. Now, he wasn't talking about the the Dominator War, was he? It, it seems no. to me like he's referring to uh, an event that's happening in Barry's future Barry's present. Right. Right. And so all right, did they say that? All right, d- clarify this for me. Was that Barry 40 years from now or a 40 year old Barry? I believe it was. Uh, and, and Will in the chat, if you can correct me here, I think that's Barry 40 years from now. So in past the 2024 Red Skies, so we know that Barry comes back. Uh- <laughs> See, that's what I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out if, if that's the case. So, all right, so that would mean that the this is a post-crisis Barry, which kind of made me wonder if what he was referencing in terms of like the time change, what if that's actually crisis and not flashpoint no it's rebirth actually eh? 
it's rebirth because because that's the whole thing with rebirth, right? It's because uh, uh, he created Flashpoint and it ruined everything. And now what's going to happen is oh. we're going to see in a future episode of Flash, <laughs> Kid Flash is going to go away and he's going to come back in the future in 2054. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one. There's there's they're setting up they're setting up rebirth. It's 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 going to be like in you know 30 years, but. <laughs> For, for us. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it sounded to me like Barry was talking about in something that's happening in 2056 and not referencing right. the Dominator War. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I get that as well. It's interesting to me that he would tell in the like his future self would tell them like what to not trust him, to not trust Barry right now. Um, but which, did he say that? Did he say don't trust me now? Like I don't. I don't. No. Know. Yeah. He said when you come out of the time stream, I will have changed the timeline, and you don't need to trust me. Right. But Rip's not back. Yet, so no, why he, said, not he, said, trust, but- he said don't trust anyone, um, uh, especially or not even me. That's what he said. He said don't trust anyone, not even me. Okay. Okay. So that makes more sense. So it's like if Barry's like, hey, I changed the timeline, so when you come back, don't trust anybody. Maybe I can see where they're all like, yeah, we're not going to trust you, Barry, because, you know, you changed the timeline and you told Rip not to trust you when he came back. Since he's not back, maybe we can still trust you. But I don't know. It seemed like they were very flip floppy on whether or not to trust Barry. Yeah. Interestingly enough, though, we did get some confirmation that the legends are, are you know, being being out of sync with time. Uh, has made them immune to Flashpoint. Uh, interestingly enough, except for Doctor Stein. Well, hang on, I'm getting there. Interestingly enough, we actually did have, uh, you know, when they went to a, a a future, it was a future that seemed more in sync with, uh, with Flashpoint because we had John Diggle existing before Flashpoint occurred. That's true. Uh, Star City twenty. That episode where they go into the future with future post-apocalyptic star city, John Diggle rolling around as Connor Hawk, AKA green arrow. You know, I, and I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's to imply that that was a time. I mean, like, what does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Bell explain to me how that works. I don't, I don't know. Since, since no one else seems to be affected and it's only Dr. Stein, it could be something. And, and I want to say, maybe I read this, uh, uh, somewhere, maybe it was an episode recap or, or, or a, a preview for an episode. Maybe Dr. Stein had something to do with it and it wasn't related to Barry at all because Dr. Stein seems to be very good in legends this season specifically of, uh, screwing up his own past. And she's <laughs> like the second time that he's done that. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he went back and screwed up his past again. Well, is the implication, I mean, like, are, are we supposed to get the understanding that he did not have a daughter before Flashpoint? Uh, he did not have a daughter before Flashpoint. Interesting. Okay. And so, well, I mean, he's never had a daughter thus far, but now he does. Okay. But, but what we don't know is whether or not Flashpoint caused that or whether or not Stein did that to himself in uh, a time escapade. Okay. So it, it could have gone either way. Yeah. All right. So if, if anybody, if, if anybody has a right to, uh, or if anybody does not have a right to get onto Barry, it should be Stein right now. Uh, judging by the fact that he has screwed up his own life numerous times, yes. He screwed up his own life. Great. Barry screwed up like so many other people's lives. Now, we've talked about it, you know, on this season and uh, about, you know, the impacts of, of Flashpoint. The fact that Barry was kind of rolling around even after, you know, resetting things kind of, kind of 
with the weight of what he did not exactly on him. Uh, even recently with the last episode with kind of his exchange with Cisco, he was like, sorry, bro. Like he didn't actually address the fact <laughs> that he, you know, that he, my bad, my bad, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't address the fact the weight of what he had done. And, you know, I even said then, and I've been saying for a while that, that somebody needs to get onto him about this whole diggle thing. It felt so good. And I know this is, I mean, it was intense, it was a lot of like very focused anger on on the Flash. He's our hero, you know. Obviously, we podcast about this show because we love the hero. But man, oh man, he! It was a good and strong come to Jesus moment when the entire DC universe was staring him down, being like, "You did what now?" You know? Okay, okay. So, so, so I yeah, I, I totally agree with you 100. percent But I'm still just at arms with the whole Diggle thing. What do you like, mean at arms? Because like Cisco, it makes sense, right? His brother was alive before Flashpoint, and now his brother is dead. So Barry's interference with the timeline, either directly or indirectly, resulted in the death of his brother. Diggle, the only thing, like he, he, as far as Diggle knows, he's always had a son. Right. He's always had a son, and it's never been any different. And he's so he's, he has this kid, and now Barry tells him, "Oh, well, I, actually, in Flashpoint, you had a daughter," and so. I don't know. Look, I don't have here's kids, the deal. So, Look, so maybe I've, I just don't. I've got I two. I've got two. Right. I've got two daughters, and I love yes. my girls. But if I if and here's what if somebody was to tell me that they that they changed the timeline, and in that universe I didn't have my daughters, but I did have like a son. Like like basically I didn't have these kids, but I had another kid. Like that's a very conflicting, emotional, weighty thing. But, but but you have no memory of this other kid whatsoever. It doesn't matter. I felt, dude, no. Look, Diggle when that when that hit Diggle, like perfectly acted. Like like you could you could feel the weight of that, and like it made me feel the weight of it the way that he was taking it too. Like, wait, I had a I had a daughter. Like, imagine that. Imagine that being stolen from you, and you don't even know that. Like that's that's powerful stuff, man. No, I I. Diggle, like I, I say, even he needs to be, he needs to be as mad. Well, maybe not as mad as Cisco because it's not a one for one. And it is a little bit more conflicting when you kind of, you know, switch out like, okay, well, I wouldn't have had this kid and this is the only kid I ever knew, but you're telling me I had a kid that you stole from me. If you, if you found out, Bell, if you found out, let's say that, that, um, let's go in a different direction with it. Let's say okay. you had an ex girlfriend call you up, say, Hey, Bell, you've got, you've got a child that you never knew about. It's it's freaking okay. Joe West from season two. You're not going to be upset about the fact that somebody kept your child from you. But that's a completely different scenario. No, it's very similar, except on top of this. Now that that child is dead. But that child. So, but, but see, to me, it's different. To me, it's different. It's like saying that I have a son right now. Okay. <laughs> and I, 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 every, like I have these great memories and troublesome memories or whatever. It's like I have. My entire life, I've had this son—not entire life, but you know—I've had this son for the last however many years, and that—that's my child. And then somebody comes to me and they say that actually, before I screwed things up, you had a daughter instead. I'd be like, okay, well, I still have my son, and that's kind of weird, I guess. But like, that doesn't change the fact that I still have this son. I still love my son, and I still have all these memories of my son. If all of a sudden they're like, well, you actually had a daughter, I'm like, okay. I don't know. It just, it just seems weird to me. Like I, I, we'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. And part of it may just be because we've had different life experiences, but, but I guess, 
But I I'm, guess I need to have a kid to really understand that. Well, and I'm not going to say that because I, I think I think that some people there's plenty of people out there who who get the weight of that even if they don't have kids. And there's probably some people with kids who might be on on your side of that. It's just but but, but let, let, let's say like this: I have a dog, right? I have a corgi, and I love him. Okay, Corgan don't Dallas. don't don't compare your dog to my kids. Come on, man. I'm not. I'm comparing don't my be, dog to my dog. Don't be that guy. Barry Allen, no, don't Barry be Allen that comes guy. to me and he says, "You actually <laughs> in Flashpoint had a Great Dane," and I mean. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I I I love Corgan. Okay, yeah, it, it, I guess I had a great day in Flashpoint. That's kind of cool. Like, but that's a different timeline. That's not who I am now. Like, I don't have any connection with that person because I chose the Corgi because that's you know I I wanted a Corgi and 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 I could you know the compatibility tests and stuff like they're compatible with my lifestyle and like my personality. Uh, and Scott, yes, I realize that dogs are nothing like children, but there is an analog there. <sighs> I would say that a lot of people would say that they're pets or like their their children bell ultimately this episode was kind of broken up into three acts we had or maybe maybe there might be a little bit more but that's kind of the way that i saw it we had the getting the band back together for the first time uh yes. with with you know barry going off and it, they did that real quick right we had barry going around recruiting team arrow uh pulling supergirl into this universe they sent a time text message to the time ship however that worked uh, you know, real, real quick, they all come together in that first, uh, in, in the first act, we had the second act, which is kind of everybody dealing with each other, right? The, the, you know, with, with this, with all of these different shows getting a chance to kind of come together and realize how they've all impacted one another, um, and have those conversations. That was kind of the second act, third act, big fight scene, uh, you know, aliens versus superheroes, which quickly became sidekicks versus heroes and amazing, amazing visuals. Uh, that oh, yeah. was the budget for all three, <laughs> for all three, <laughs> four, four shows. So uh, Eros is going to be in the one set, like in the, in the, in the, uh, star labs command room with just Cisco and Felicity giving orders to everyone else. And we don't see what they're doing. No, I'll just put it this way. That's why, that's why he ran out of arrows. They didn't have the budget to buy him any more arrows at that yeah. point. <laughs> By the way, the, the the splitting arrow that was super cool. That was super cool. Yeah, the visuals, the special effects, outstanding. This episode, but I, I you know, we got to we got to make make mention of this. Of course, in the whole you know team up type deal, Barry goes around, he starts recruiting everybody. They all come together and they meet in this hangar hall that is connected to Star Labs. Belt, that's the freaking Hall of Justice from Super Friends. Is it the Hall of Justice? It's the or- freaking Hall of Justice from Super Friends. Okay, okay, hold on. I got to do a quick Google do search. Do a right Google quick. search right now for the Hall of Justice, Super Friends. And it is like straight up, that is exactly what that building is. Okay, yes, it does look very similar. No, not very similar. That was exactly the free. Like, that's oh, wow, yeah, it is exactly that. Holy crap, like I saw the fountain on this. This, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's totally it. Exactly. Uh, and so like they, this entire time, we had all of these DC superheroes meeting up, doing their whole planning and everything else with the multi-screen whatever that they got in from who knows, all happening in the freaking Hall of Justice. And, you know, we already have, I was already thinking about the fact that HR was talking about wanting to take Star Labs and turn it into more of a, you know, open it up to the public and make a tour out of it. Bell, do you think that Star Labs is going to become the Flash Museum? You know what? I was thinking the exact same thing when I heard him say that. And so I actually, uh, once I finished uh, my Google search for the Super Friends Hall of Justice, I Googled uh, Flash Museum TV show. And of course, the first screen cap there is the Flash Museum. And it is not like anything like Star Labs. Well, but see, but but that was, you know, when when he did the whole running thing, he saw alternate Earths as well. Well, well. 
Actually, there's an argument to be made that perhaps he didn't. No, he did though. He saw, well, yeah, no, he didn't. Cause he saw, um, he saw Henry Allen flash or Jay Garrick. He saw the nineties flash when he was running into that portal. And when we saw yes. the, the flash museum, so it's very possible that he saw the flash museum of a different earth. This earth's flash museum could be very differently. And it makes sense that star labs would be the place in terms of this was, you know, the, the, they can open up the lore, open up the mythos, let them know that the Flash was impacted by the particle accelerant. So while this thing gave us all of these tragedies, it also gave us our city's greatest hero. And, you know, they've got a way to kind of showcase all of that stuff. And to have that so close in proximity to the Hall of Justice, what, what could very well, and I really do hope by the end of this crossover, we actually have that become the Hall of Justice, would be an amazing type deal for like the world, the earth as we know it, to get so accustomed and acclimated to the idea that heroes exist, that they do start having these monuments and they do start having kind of the, the places to go to where they can come and see like, you know, the statues of gorilla Grodd and, and all of the, you know, the various hero costume cases and everything. I think that would be so freaking awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. And the more I think about it, the more I think that this uh, star labs tour that Harrison is doing is going to turn out to be the flash museum by, by the end of this season at the very latest, just because he's saying like, comes, you know, tour the particle accelerator explosion. Why would anybody want to like relive that horrible event? Because, you know, a lot of bad things happened after that particle accelerator explosion, unless you were, you were framing it in the context of this is how the flash was created, Mm, right? mm -hmm. You bring people around and they say, you know, this is a flash museum. So who wants to go see how the flash got his powers? Well, let's go to the the actual place where it happened, you know, like that, that I could see people, you know, uh, uh, wanting to, wanting to see and not just be like, Hey, remember that time the power particle accelerator explosion and like your friends and family got killed. (laughs) Like that's, that's not. You know, but but to frame it in the context of this is how the Flash got his powers, and this is this is where it all kind of went down. Exactly. That could be an interesting sort of like so like going to the the Trinity site, the atomic bomb site, like the first place where oh, uh, yeah. atomic bomb was detonated. Yeah, you know, it's you, you you think about the horrible things that have happened because of nuclear weapons. Uh, you know, but 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 to go to see that, it's kind of like that awe inspiring kind of thing. Like this is where it all started. Uh, yes, there's terrible things that happened. Uh, you know, afterwards, uh, because of this weapon that was developed, but this is, this is important. And so I think, I think that I could see that turning into the flash museum definitely by the end of this. Yeah, season. I could see it, man. I think, I think that would be so cool. I think that'd be awesome. You know, they're definitely laying the groundwork there. You know, we got some kind of similarities, thematic similarities to, uh, callbacks to season one, if you will, with, uh, Wally now getting his powers and wanting to be trained. And while, you know, Everybody seems to kind of be somewhat hands off, although I feel like Barry would be a little bit more hands on if, if, you know, aliens attacking wasn't uh, the priority of the moment. Uh, but, but he wants somebody to train him. And so who does he go to? Well, Barry was cha- chained by uh, Harrison Wells or, or what I guess Wally may know as Harrison Wells. So he goes to the new Harrison Wells. So we have the new Flash going to the new Harrison Wells in an effort to be trained as the Flash. But that's so weird to me because, like, what is Harry gonna do? He, be, he like, oh, nothing. No, and this, is, this, this is that's the thing. It's 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 dumb Wally being dumb. Like, like you know, because H because <laughs> HR, you know, even if even if you know he's if we were to take him at his word, then he knows nothing. He is he is the John Snow of speedsters, and so like you know, there's not really a whole lot that he can do for Wally. But like I said, Wally is trying to walk in Barry's footsteps, and who trained Barry? Uh, who who they knew at the time to be Harrison Wells. Now, uh, well, HR is an ideas guy, so maybe he can be like, "Hey, Wally, why don't you try doing this?" And Wally be like, "Cool." It's like, uh, yeah. Except his ideas would be like, "Have you tried running faster?" <laughs> <You know? laughs> 
Have you tried perhaps going fast? <laughs> now, there is some talk going on in the chat right now about HR and about the fact that perhaps he is not to be trusted. Um, you know, we had kind of a, you know, can we trust Harrison Wells early on this season? Um, and, you know, we, we kind of debated whether or not we could take him at his word that he came over and he just wants to write this novel. I, that did see, I mean, the more that I think about that, that does sound a little contrived, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, how do we know that that's even Harrison Wells of that earth? He came over bringing face changing technology. That's true. And also like, if he is this ideas guy, like, I mean, why, if you're the idea guy and you had to get your partner to solve this extremely complex riddle in order for you to, you know, let earth one know that you're out there and to come pick you up like who who would who would not be like yeah i'll go and do the dimensional transport instead you know like I, that would be me i'd be like no no, no I, i'm gonna solve this riddle i'm gonna go do it i'm not gonna send hr my lackey you know i think well, that'd be an excellent opportunity for a scientist and there's also an argument being made in the chat right now about perhaps what if you know you've got hr he's out there when we saw him he was collecting notes about flashpoint but wally and uh, Iris were a, uh, a a team that they were a brother and sister duo. Uh, now we we know, or at least we've been told by HR that this is for his novel that he is writing. That's his whole deal. Uh, yeah. But but as soon as Wally turns the corner, he's like, oh, you know, I was just applying lip balm. You know, like he was trying to cover up the fact that he was taking notes, which seems odd considering he's already confessed to this. It, is HR? It's going to sound weird me saying it, but it's what's being discussed in the chat. Is he Savitar? Why would Savitar be taking notes? Well, Savitar is the god of speed. Maybe, uh, maybe he's a lackey. Maybe he's a. Uh, maybe he like um, alchemy is a uh, is an acolyte of of Savitar. Now that I could, well, I don't know though because so we, we never saw Savitar. Actually, okay, so so here's a question I have: They caught Rival and they put him in the prison in Iron Heights, right? And then he was killed in prison by a force we could not see. Correct? Yes. Was that that was Savitar? I think so. We do see. Okay. I mean, Savitar. You know, we we talked about last week about how he, you know, the the physical world may or may not impact him, except for the fact that he can impact the physical world even beyond uh, just lifting up Barry and such. We we actually, yeah. I you know, I thought about it after the fact, but remember how we thought early on when alchemy was scratched into like the glass and everything that that was somehow alchemy doing that. That was all while his head. No, no, no. I don't think it was. Was it all while he's had? No, because it, it never it, – uh, when they showed afterwards that alchemy wasn't scratched into the glass. Yeah, but I thought that – I would, looking back on that, I thought maybe that was Savitar with his little claw thing. I mean, I, I think it was all in Wally's head. Well, it wasn't just Wally, though. It was also uh, the rival. And I think, I think what the rival saw was in his head as well, being scratched into the glass like that. Fair enough. Could be in his head. Um, we we did hear. I mean, like the voice is definitely in his head, right? I mean, that's theoretically yeah. how he's controlling Julian. So, so what though? Uh, at what point does HR show up? Uh, episode two, three. What was it? It when, was this. This was rival killed after HR shows up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Okay. Okay. No. No. I don't think so. Wait, Savitar was. Hmm. Savitar didn't exist. What if what if Savitar didn't exist before Flashpoint? 
Huh. But the husks were happening post Flashpoint. And yeah, the, the only, yeah. The only time I see the husk is post Flashpoint. Well, but and, but like he was even so when Barry goes back into the timeline, there is actively an investigation going on about the husks that that he's pres- like isn't like he's supposed to already know about what's going on with so, that. So so Barry Barry returns. Okay, so so Barry spent three months in Flashpoint. Right. When Barry comes back to uh, after he saves his mom, uh, uh, Reverse Flash drops him off three months past the point where he went back in time the first time right. he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't go back to the moment on the porch okay 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 so right right no that's that right. right that's right that's right yeah. so it's three months have passed and everything so, so all right so we could have been in that window in that window the husk situations I, i'm seeing what you're saying yeah, yeah so yeah. it could be that savitar came into existence because of flashpoint that that's probably perhaps even a Maybe that's maybe that's obvious to people because obviously you know he, he is going out and he's he's trying to pull these people all these changes from Flashpoint, so he could hijack HR. You, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a stretch. I think it's a stretch for for HR to be an acolyte. Um, I do too, but I don't. I mean, I, from a different he, Earth, you know, because like if like. You know, we we do know. I mean, there's I guess minor spoilers if you for for next for next week. Although we don't know necessarily what's going to happen, we do know that you know um, Barry will be popping over to Earth three, uh, and and so we are going to get a Jay Garrick team up. So you know, we, perhaps with that the will trickster. show with with the trickster. I know I'm I'm super stoked for for what's happening. Oh man! So you know, it, it's possible that we may learn that Savitar has influence over there as well. But but I don't think so. I, I feel like if he was going to have influence over on Earth three, then he would have influence on Earth thirty eight. So Supergirl would be dealing with him. Uh, but there's no Barry Allen. Yeah, on Earth thirty eight. And on top of that, like his he's Savitar's mo is all about you know the changes in the timeline, which we know didn't Im- impact other Earths. So yeah, so I'm I'm sticking with it. HR, he's from a different Earth. Theoretically, he would not be in any way impacted by Savitar prior to coming on over. I don't think he's an acolyte. I think. I think for all intents and purposes, we can take HR at his word. Uh, yeah. And, and maybe, maybe he does have something, you know, nefarious up his sleeve, but I doubt it's like supervillain nefarious. Maybe he's collecting notes on our earth so he can take those ideas back to his earth and, you know, sell them or whatever. Could be this colossal team up that we got this episode. I mean, it really was pretty amazing to see everybody uh, getting a chance to just kind of sit down and have a little bit of a talk and kind of wrestle with the reality of, oh, you've been changing the timeline. Oh, you you realize like for the last past year, like our entire team has been doing everything in our power to not change the timeline. That was that was great. And I laughed so hard at that because that is not true in the slightest. Yeah, right. The legends, right. <laughs> the, it's like, the Barry, legends screw up the timeline every opportunity that they get. <laughs> Barry, Barry should be like, whatever, dudes, I was watching season one. Come on now. <laughs> It's like, I saw season one. I've seen all of season two. No, no. <laughs> I did feel like it was all of Twitter coming to life in the form of a bunch of superheroes, like, you know, <laughs> raining down hate on Barry. Yeah. <laughs> everything that was said are all like the, uh, you know, are all the memes and, and everything that's been thrown at him, especially from the Legends folks. I mean, you know, uh, but you're exactly right. Legends, you know, they, they have they have no moral high ground here, albeit, you know, the the fact that he did change things. And, uh, and the fact that a future version of him is coming back and saying, Hey, don't trust me. That's, that's curious. You know, that, that whole message to the legends was really about this team up was like that. Basically they got that in the early half of the season to pass along to flash and going forward, that's going to be his story unless their story, I would imagine. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping. So now that it's revealed on Flash, which I think makes a whole lot of sense, uh, because that is Barry that's talking. It's going to be Barry's story. It's still going to have implications on uh, Legends, which I'm curious. I want to see how those are going to play out because Rip's going to, you know, something like, that that's still you know an unanswered question. There's a bunch of stuff they don't we don't know about Rip, and when he comes back, you know, what's he going to be like, and mm. is he going to have that message? So, <gasps> Savitar is Rip Hunter. Um, no. Okay, yeah, that probably not. Uh, Savitar is actually Gorilla Grodd. No, I did see that Savitar, someone did say in the chat, I'm sorry I missed who it was, uh, somebody said that uh, perhaps Savitar is Cisco's brother. Dante, Dantatar. I don't think so. That seems a stretch. There's no basis. I mean, like, you know, they've, they've, they pay fast and loose with the source material on the, on the television series, but I, 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 that, that one feels very much like a stretch to have Dante become Savitar. Bo? What's a further stretch? Dante being Savitar or Savitar being the uh, disconnected from time ghost of Ebart Dante? No, that that fits perfectly. That fits. Now, oh, <laughs> hang on now. Hang on now, Belt. Jada um, Wilkerson makes a great observation. What if it's Eddie? The the same reasoning for me, my argument for it being the the season one ghost of Ebart Thawne could very well apply to Eddie Thawne. Especially given the blue motif, especially given the fact that perhaps Eddie Thon, you know, some of the inspiration appears to be based off of um, Malcolm. Oh, yeah. Malcolm Thon. Malcolm Thon. Perhaps, you know, if Eddie is a Malcolm Thon or, or, you know, is the Malcolm Thon equivalent, what if his ghost, speed, entity, whatever you want to call it, is Savitar and Flashpoint allowed him to come back into existence and things happened. <laughs> Something mm. happened and now he's the God of speed, but, but could once it's all very well said and done much like, you know, Jay Garrick of earth Two slash zoom slash uh, uh, black flash. Maybe he could be three characters into one. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that. I don't know on that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. That that to me fits. I mean, look. So so here's the deal. The, the question we have to answer is: Are they going to? Well, no, because I mean that that would that would be the thing. So like, if it was, <laughs> I'm this, sorry, this, the green arrow in the chat's throwing out just Leonard Snart as Savitar, the ghost of Leonard Snart as Savitar. Yes, <laughs> yes. If any ghost, if any ghost is going to come back and be Savitar, it needs to be Leonard Snart. It makes sense. That's why Caitlin didn't kill him when she froze him, uh, because he's Captain Cold. Uh, that's why his lightning is blue because Captain Cold. Uh, it's why I can instantly teleport because everybody knows that when you freeze molecules down <laughs> to the point which at which they don't vibrate, it opens up wormholes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's science. Like, like you do. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hashtag yes. because science. Um, you know, I was actually about to say it was like, well, but you know, Captain Cold. I mean, my my whole argument for the quote unquote ghost is that these are characters that were technically erased from time, whose death has occurred and and erased them from time. But that technically was Captain Cold as well. So maybe no, I don't know. Because Captain Cold is a legend. He's unaffected by that. No, but but didn't he blow up at the center of all time? And so theoretically speaking, he could be. He blew up at the wellspring of time, which is like, well, not wells. I don't know what they exact actually call it. I don't remember, but uh, it's, it's what the it's what the yeah it's what the the time people use to monitor time. 
Thank you, Lauren. The vanishing point. That that was the place where Captain Cold died. And okay. That was like kind of the nexus of time where the uh, the the time wardens could inspect time. And so now that that's destroyed, that's why they have to bounce all over time and use Gideon's help to find the anomalies. It's not Captain Cold, but I, I am I am a little bit more open to the idea that it could be Eddie. Like I think I think Jada may have been joking, but but seriously though, I, I do think that might actually be that that may I could see that there's a path for it to be Eddie. I would rather if it was going to if Eddie were to come back, I'd rather him come back as Cobalt Blue. Well, no, that's what I'm saying, though. What I'm saying, like in in the same way that, you know, uh, the Zoom, the Jay Garrick from Earth 2 ended up being Zoom and then ultimately became the Black Flash. We may have an Eddie who is now Savitar that will become Cobalt Blue. Yeah, but the the power set of Cobalt Blue is not a speedster power set. Uh, though, right? Sometimes it is. Yeah. It, well, okay, fine. He steals speed, but but one way or the other, he is he acts as a speedster. Yeah, but we've already done the steal speed thing with Zoom. I, I'm not saying it's a one for one. I don't think that in the, in the I know, show I that know. would be the case. Um, but uh, but no, at some point I do want to. We'll have a special episode perhaps where I share my uh, my my storyline that I want to pitch to DC about uh, Cobalt Red. That's the name of the storyline. Uh, Red Lantern, Cobalt Blue. Be amazing. Uh, okay, so we uh, talked already about Savitar and, and pretty much all the Flash implications. I, I do want to make mention of a pretty big uh, milestone for Barry, which is this is the time that he became a leader. Um, you know, uh, Kind of. Well, no, he did. He did. He went out. He got everybody. He, he rallied the troops. You know, you had uh, you had Arrow going around and they're all angsty and everything else. And he comes in. He's like, hey, guys, uh, y'all are all doing urban warfare. Well, guess what? I got aliens. Who wants to go and do a superhero team up? And, o- <laughs> and old Oliver's like, what is this? Why are you going to do that, man? Why are you going to do that? We're, we're, we're getting shot at. This is what we do now. We're all we're all you know, like, no, no, man. He comes in, <laughs> grabs them out of their mundane life. He calls the legends, pulls them back to reality and then goes, pops over, gets Supergirl, which is holy crap. I, I Can I just say I love Supergirl? Like, yeah, like yeah. can we, can she, can she stay? Like, does she have to go back to her universe? Cause I, I gotta tell you, I've, I've watched some episodes of Supergirl. It's just not my thing. It's a fine, fine show. And I, it, I don't think it's targeted at me, which is perfectly fine, but man, oh it's man, super I, campy, but it's fun. I love her over here. Like, I love oh, her yeah. in our universe. She fits so well with team flash. Like in, well, in the luckily, world television the show. way, uh, you know, like enemies attack, uh, 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 gosh, what is the name of national city? They only attack on Mondays. So she's got a week. She can hang out for like at least a week before she needs to go back and deal with the next alien threat. But I think it'd be great if the remainder of the season of Supergirl, she wasn't in it and she was just on Flash and Arrow and Legends for the rest of the uh, of their seasons. Just like, can we get her like uh, maybe maybe she can deal with Darkseid at some point and get like a like a mother box and maybe like it can open up a boom tube between universes or something like that. Boom tubes would be cool. By the way, I love the fact that Vibe is at the place where now he could just pop on over, open up a portal between Earths. That is so freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's coming along quite nicely. Yes. Although a lot of people not liking the Sadsco uh, with, with Sidsco, Sidsco, Cisco being so down and out about uh, about his bro. I'm Look, I I get it. I get where he's coming from. I also get why people don't necessarily like, – nobody likes to their you – know, nobody likes it when mom and dad are fighting. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. But they got, they got some stuff they got to work out. That's, that's, some, that's some high-quality drama right there, my friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I, 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 I get where Cisco's coming from. That's that's pretty. That's that, that's a bad spot to be in, especially with this. You know, your your friend who's like, no, I'm not going to go back in time and and save your brother because that's dangerous and that would not be good. But I am going to go back in time and save my mother, which causes your brother to die. So, um, there's that. 
<laughs> but I still we're, we're still we're still friends, right, Cisco? Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so there is kind of an instant best friends too. By the way, that that did happen with Barry and Supergirl uh, on their original crossover, and so seeing that kind of carryover is great. West family, we get the West family meetup, team family meeting, what what have you. Uh, really enjoyed that. So um, you know, great to see uh, the West family dealing with Wally. I felt like like Joe is coming along. Like he, when, when he was freaking out before it was like, I don't want this to happen. But this episode, it seemed more like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Well, what's interesting to me is that like, uh, they're viewing these powers. Like it's a handicap. Like he, for some reason, you know, he got, uh, uh, you know, paralyzed and he's trying to walk prematurely and like, Whoa, Wally, you need to take it slow. You need to be careful. Right, when in right. actuality, he's far more durable and far more powerful than any of them. And like, Oh, we're trying to keep you safe. From what? I mean, he's super like he's super speed. He's he's got a he's got a like the, the only way to make him safer is to teach him how to use those powers, because that's how, you know, uh, you, you, you teach him to, you know, phase through things or like to be super aware. It's like if a bullet's coming, he can like, you know, dodge it and stuff. When you don't tell him how to use the powers, that's more dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah, than, but that's, than, uh, that's coming, though. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't I think that I think that's what Joe wants. Right. I mean, at this point, doesn't. Joe wants him to be trained by Barry. I would assume so, because I think Joe realizes that the only way to really keep him safe is to teach him how to use his powers. Right. Because he's got, he's going to go out and help people. And Joe knows that Joe realizes that he's, he's smart enough to know his kid and his kid wants to help people. And you know, he, he doesn't listen <laughs> all the time because Joe didn't listen. And so he's going to go out there and he's going to try to help flash. And so it'd be much better if he's, if you know he's going to do that, to prepare him for it. I'm a little surprised that Iris was as like down on him suiting up. Um, you know, I mean, I get, I get the sister. Like she's always kind of had, you know, from the moment she found out she had a, bro- a little brother, she's always kind of had this big sister mentality. She will do anything to protect him, and you know that that that's obvious. That's there. Um, so I guess as I'm as I'm thinking through kind of their arc, it, it does make sense. I do wish that when you know when when the moment came for them to say, all right, who's going to be the team leader? Why did nobody nominate Iris? Like, he was like, oh, it should be, I know, right? It should be Barry. I was like, guys, I don't know if y'all been watching for the last two seasons, but no, no, no. Barry is not team leader over on here. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's team Flash. You know, he's he's got the superpowers. It's it's his name and everything else. But no, no, no. This is uh, this is technically team Iris when you talk about leadership. <laughs> over here. Yeah. Now, 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 here's something, though, going back to what we were talking about earlier with the uh, with Iris and, you know, Wally and how, you know, they're, you know, Wally even mentioned they were a superhero crime fighting team mm. uh, on uh, in Flashpoint. But, you know, Barry mentioned something in when he's looking at the 2024, you know, Flash Disappears in Crisis paper. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't written by Iris. And so, you know, he's saying I might have screwed something up with Iris. So I wonder if maybe that's why she's so, you know, antsy about uh, about Wally is because something is different about her because of the implications of what uh, Flash did in Flashpoint. Well, there you go, my friend. You've mentioned it. The future room and the future paper is still there. And for this week, that is going to lead us into what we call Speedster Speculation. The newspaper, man. The newspaper is back. It is the same article, the same headline. However, as you mentioned, a different person writing it. Now, I did not see who wrote the article. Was it not Iris, but just Iris West as opposed to West Allen? No, it's somebody completely different. Okay. Did anybody screen capture the new paper? Let's see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So th- this is a flash fact from Den of Geek, 
Uh, they mentioned uh, they, they they were talking specifically about this character. Uh, man, they dug deep for Julie Greer. This is a character who popped up like three times or something when Mark Wade returned for a brief stint writing The Flash again in 2007. That Julie Greer was a TV reporter. This isn't a character of significance, though, so don't worry about that. Oh, here we go. And Lauren uh, with the actual link to the character. All right. Well, there you go. We'll have to put that in the show notes. That'll be good. All right. So fair enough. Completely different name, which means that who knows? Does that mean Iris is dead? But Flash clearly isn't. Uh, Could it be that Iris ended up working for a different paper? Or maybe she just didn't write that article. Or maybe Iris is Savitar. Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Could be that. What I'm going to what I was going to say is perhaps actually Iris uh, got caught up in the crisis as well. Ah, so like she vanished. Maybe. Exactly. I, that's huh. that's that's my assumption is that she would actually go into the uh, uh, red clouded abyss with Barry. Um, but what's so weird to me is that like you know twenty twenty four they establish this as like Flash vanishes we don't know what happens after that and then like we, we you know we mentioned it earlier where now Flash has a message from twenty fifty four thirty years after that saying <gasps> that oh what if wait what if Bell the crisis is a time jump. What if, huh. what if Barry in 2025 or 24, whenever it was, what if Barry disappears because he went to the future? He and Iris went to the future 40 years into the future, which is when he sent that message. Well, 30 years into the future, if it's 2024. Does Point being, what if he's in the future? That would be neat. So rather than the crisis happens and we, you know, we can assume that Barry survives the crisis. Maybe it's not he survived after the crisis was done. Maybe it's more of like he went to the future, sent that message, then uh, hopefully headed back to the past. And maybe he's referring to another instance of himself changing the timeline. Could be like that's honestly that's the way that I understood it. However, it does make a lot more sense given the fact that is the point in which the legends came back into the time stream. Although, wouldn't Future Barry know that Rip wasn't involved? I guess you were mentioning that earlier. Well, at this point, Rip is gone, so Future Barry might know where he went, and so he's going to be like, "Look, I got pushed into the future, so I got to go back in time and change stuff. So things are going to be different." Oh snap! What if what if that's wait? What if Future Barry isn't present Barry? Like the, the 2054 Barry isn't the Barry that we have right now in season three. There is still a future Barry that is either in play or not in play, which is the future. Oh, there, 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 there's the shake his head Barry, like the, the no Barry. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, that, that is straight up from, from episode one. Future Barry, we see him in the flashback, or I don't know if we see him in the flashback or not, but, but the, the fight that happens in the future past of season one is a future Barry that is not present Barry. Present Barry has not become that future Barry yet. And we, by the way, never found out what happened to that future Barry. We saw him, he grabbed little baby Barry and ran him out to the street and then ran off. And was like, don't save your mom. He said, don't save your mom. And then grabbed his younger self and then ran off. And, and, And this was while another Barry was fighting reverse flash. Let's not get too bogged down with how many berries were in that room. Point being, there is a future Barry out there that ran off. Now, did he run back to the future? Maybe. Is this message from that Barry? Is there a future Barry that is perhaps malicious in some form or fashion? 
I don't know, malicious future Barry? That would be crazy. That was a storyline in the comics. An evil Barry from the future. In fact, at the time of season one, a lot of people thought that perhaps Harrison Wells was an evil Barry from the future because that was a storyline that was going on at the time. And I saw this when I was doing my research to look what the Flash Museum looked like when uh, when Barry was 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 uh, you know running in the little time vortex thing. Yeah, there is a scene with Barry in a, an Iron Heights uh, jumpsuit talking on the phone. So like he was in prison for something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe future evil Barry set normal timeline Barry up for a crime he did not commit. Could be. Could be. There's a, there's a lot of different directions they could go with it. Um, that is very true. You know, future, future Barry saying present Barry is not to be trusted, but perhaps it's because future Barry is not to be trusted. Just saying or, there's a lot of potential for what's actually going on here. Uh, I'm curious to see how that paper plays out. I'm also curious as to what's powering that paper. Is Gideon still in the future room? Mm, yes. Cause there because, was, cause you know, the whole thing, you know, you got a Gideon that's over on the time ship, but maybe that's a different version of Gideon. But that's, that, that's a future Gideon because that's rips Gideon that he got from Barry in the future. Yeah. But, but Eobard stole Gideon from the future. Well, but, but I mean, like, you know, you have is this Mac before? OS on your computer and I have Mac OS on my computer. Oh, you think it's just a copy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It could just be a copy. All right. Fair enough. Um, I didn't think about that. I, I OK. All right. I mean, I, I would I would think that there is Gideon. I, that, that, I, I wish they had addressed that and been like, hey, yo, Gideon. Uh, They're never going I probably to. Should have done They're this. never going to address that. Gideon, wherever Gideon is, if or if I guess we know that Gideon's on the ship, but still. Like some, they never touched on how Gideon got from the ship, or if this is a different time in Gideon's "quote unquote" life. You know? but now, now here's a question though. Uh, uh, Barry never saw Harrison Wells ask Gideon if the you know for for changes in the timeline. Ask ask Gideon about changes in the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Don't yeah, think because so, that yeah. would be neat if if Barry were going to the future room and be like, "Hey, Gideon, uh, you know, since I did the whole Flashpoint thing, show me all the changes that I made." I think that would be neat for him to yeah. kind, of, kind of fully realize the extent of, of how bad he screwed up. Well, that's the thing. He has to create Gideon. At some point, he is going to create Gideon, and that would make the that, that would be the exact reason why he would, is to try to keep up with all this. But Gideon's already in the, the, the thing, right? No, the future room. No, Gideon told Barry Allen in the, and I want to say in season one, that she was created by Barry Allen. I know, I know, I know. But she's also already there. But, but she... But is she? That's the other thing. Like, maybe it's just like they have the copy of the, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> and here, and I think it's going to get weirder. Um, no spoilers, because honestly, I really don't know. But I did read an article today. Uh, I, believe it was, I believe it was with Kreisberg where they were talking about this next episode uh, coming up of, uh, it's called Present. And like I said, we've already mentioned, of course, that uh, we, we are anticipating a, a Jay Garrick, uh, Barry Allen team up. Uh, you've already mentioned, of course, that, um, trickster will be making a return or at least a, a version of trickster will be making a return. Apparently what's going to happen in present is so monumental that the team behind the flash is actually considering changing their original plans for season three to focus less on flashpoint situations and more on whatever comes from next episode really i know now when i heard that i, I got a little nervous because i was like "Ooh, that sounds like what a lot of people think he did last season 
And there's a lot of uh, about that. But I'm not opposed to pivoting if it's a good pivot. You know what I mean? Like if it's something you're excited about, that's one thing. If, if it's something you just, you know, you, you write yourself into a corner and you can't figure out, you know, a way out of it. So you create time remnants. That's a whole nother thing. But, but, but yeah, and, and I don't I don't want the reactionary nature of uh, Warner Brothers and DC's movie ventures trickling its way into the TV shows. I don't think that's it. I don't th- but the, the tone of the article that I got was something happens next episode. When we got to writing this, we got so excited about this that we wanted to do, we wanted to expand upon it and we wanted it to really kind of be a focus of the season. So I don't know what that is. Um, I, I have no earthly idea what that is, uh, but I am really excited to see what comes next. Um, yeah, that, I didn't see that article, but that does. Yeah, I, I, I'm just really excited because this is the first time John Wesley Shipp and Mark Hamill have been on screen together in like oh 20 something years. It's going to be amazing going to be so good. Yeah, I mean this I this season has really been phenomenal. Like really oh, yeah. really phenomenal. I you know, I know that a lot of a lot of people were a little nervous starting off with Flashpoint and they had like written a big check and they weren't sure how they could cash it. I'm even shocked by how much I've enjoyed their take on Flashpoint because I was so much looking forward to, you know, expending some time in the Flashpoint universe. In a weird way, we kind of have because of the way that it's like bleeding through to this universe with Alchemy and Savitar and everything else. And like there is kind of this uh, I don't know. There's, there's this newfound interest in the kind of who is the bad guy. Uh, you know, with Zoom, I, I don't know. I never felt the same way about Zoom and the mystery behind who Zoom was that I did around uh, around Eobard or w- around Harrison Wells. I kind of get with Savitar the same feeling I got from season one in that, like, I have, you know, like, I'm really excited to figure out who this is. Like, I think it could be this theory, but I have no earthly idea. Of course, the season one we knew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Go, go back and listen. We, we called that. We called that. But, but, oh, yeah. but from like even before the series started, we called that. But here's the thing. I'm really stoked. I'm really excited. This has been an amazing season. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens if they do. If next episode is so amazing that they end up kind of pivoting in the second half more power to them. I've got full trust in the team. Yes. Sometimes they've made some steps in directions. I, I wish that they wouldn't have. I'm still a little bitter about the Jay Garrick helmet situation, but that notwithstanding <laughs> man, overall I've been blown away by this stuff. This crossover event, it was incredibly ambitious here. We are halfway through it. I'm looking forward to the rest of the ride and seeing what comes next. So with that being said, man, we've got some uh, great listener feedback what we're going to do tonight, man, is for listener feedback, we're going to get it live right here from the chat room. And so while people are typing that in, I'm going to tell you and everyone who's listening right now about the good folks over at Beanfruit. That's right, Beanfruit Coffee. If you've not checked out beanfruit.com and the amazing coffee blends they have, you absolutely should. Beanfruit has some wonderfully roasted coffees with uh, blends from all over the world. I've got to tell you, I drink beanfruit coffee. I absolutely love it. I've got it here. I've got it in my office. I've even decked out the entire studio with bags from the beanfruit roastery. Uh, it's really, really beautiful stuff. Amazing to drink. Wonderful. Get a good kick of caffeine, which, uh, hey, we're all speedsters here. We're all about that. But uh, honestly, if you're a coffee nerd or just somebody who's looking for a fresh cup every single morning, check them out, beanfruit.com. Use the code podcast to get 5% off on your next order. Hey guys, this is Chad Rook and you are listening to Flash TV Talk. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. 
Uh, Adam Martin five in the chat writes a good action packed episode, but a lot of wheel spinning, getting tired of the friends, not friends thing with Cisco. It's being repetitive. Yeah. I, I want them to hurry up and just like, you know, have a, did we just become best friends moment again? Just like Julian and Barry had a couple episodes ago, except they didn't become best friends with that happened because they hated each other the very next episode. It's like they didn't hate each other. They they, just they're friends when they're drunk. That's what I got from that. Uh, Jada Wilkerson yeah. also writes and says the hall of justice. Nuff said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Lieutenant my crime in the chat, also known as will on uh, legends TV talk. Uh, he writes, uh, I would love to hear your thoughts about the criticism. That the flash keeps using the same trope that a new person becomes the bad guy. Wells, Jay, now Julian. Uh, would you like it if Savitar was actually a stranger? Hmm. I say if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That like there is you're right. There's a Scooby Doo mentality of what's going on here, but that was part of the that's part of the charm of Scooby Doo, and I think there is kind of a the detective nature of Barry Allen means there needs to be a mystery, and that means there needs to be a way for the audience to at least start piecing it together. So if it, it ended up being somebody completely just out of left field that we'd never met before, uh, that, that to me that would feel like a little bit of a, a letdown. But what do you think, Bell? Yeah, you know there there should be clues. There should be things uh, that tell us at least as viewers, you know, who, who this guy is. But I, I find it interesting that you mentioned, you know, Barry being this detective, the CSI, he never figures it out ever. He's always like the last to know. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah. So, I mean, it's detective, look, it's detective comics, right? Like that's, that's the origins for all of this. So regardless, as long as it's fun for the reader, or in this case, the viewer to kind of figure out who it is, I'm, I'm down with it. We also got uh, a comment here uh, on the chat from run Barry run, who says, I really enjoyed the episode. It was very, uh, intense. I hope they do something with the Hall of Justice. Me too. I love that Oliver was Barry's supportive big brother. I'm really sad <laughs> about Cisco and how he is. I'm wondering if they will change the timeline again by the end of this season because of all the trouble that Barry has made. That's a good point. Um, I doubt it. Give, given the talk I, that yeah. Jay said, that Jay had with him and everything, I. If he tried, Jay would pop up and be like, "What did I just tell you?" <laughs> yeah, and, and and I really like the fact that that they uh, they kind of set the permanence with these changes because it helps our characters grow when you know that there's not a way for them to just reverse all the stuff that happens. Plus, as a viewer, you know, th- there's been character development in this season. We don't want that just to be erased. So I, I like the fact that there's this permanent aspect to the changes that Barry made because it makes anytime he tries to do something like that in the future, you know, a, it gives him more to think about. And so he actually grows as a character as opposed to just kind of like, ah, I can always just, you know, you reboot time and fix stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they keep it. Uh, they, they don't fix anything. Uh, yeah. So the green arrow writes, uh, what if in the season finale, Savitar is about to kill Barry. And as he's about to do so, he gets a hand vibrating through him and the camera turns around to reveal Eobard. Oh, dang. <laughs> It kind of be like uh, that episode of Family Guy where the the lady's about to kill Lois, but then Stewie snipes her. Be like, if anybody's going to take her out, it's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be crazy. That yeah, yeah, that would be that would be absolutely insane. Like Savitar is like, you know, I have defeated you, Flash. I'm the fastest man. <laughs> and then Eobard's like, nah, nah, nah. This is my rival. You know, right. This is my. You know, yeah, That's yeah that would be that would be awesome. And then finally, we've got uh, Scott Garner. Shout out for his first ever episode. I think both ep- episode of the podcast, and he came to a live show. That is uh, that is a bold move, sir. <laughs> Very brave. <laughs> we're uh, we're happy to have you. He says, "I really enjoyed this episode, but man, I just can't get over the Cisco Barry drama." Other than uh, other than that, it was a really fun, action-packed episode, and I loved Supergirl with all of these heroes. 
Yeah, I'm right with you, Scott. And actually, that leads me to something that we put out on Twitter uh, during the episode. We now have over, we put a poll out. We now have over 500 votes on this thing. It says, if you had to choose, who would you choose? Team Flash, Team Arrow, Team Legends, or Supergirl, no team needed. Uh, With 3% coming in last, Team Legends, of course. 5% Team Arrow. Kind of surprised that didn't get more. With 15%. And again, this came on the Flash TV Talk Twitter. 15% Team Flash. Wow. And with 77% of over 500 votes, Supergirl, no team required. Uh, So even on the Flash TV Talk account, I mean, dude, she was the breakout star of this episode. And she's so great. She's so perfect as, 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 uh, uh, Carol Danvers, man. I I love, I love her so much. That scene where they're like, you know, what's so, what's so super about you. And she starts flying and carving her S with her heat vision. (laughs) I was like, Oh man, she, I I want her to stay so bad. Like, like, okay. so, So what about this though? What about this? Um, Cisco dies. Which is sad. That's sad. Why? Why? But, but it means that uh, Supergirl can't go back to her world, and so she, now she's always on the Flash. Wait, is it Happy Cisco or Sad Cisco? Because I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it, it was yeah. It, it had to be Sad Cisco that dies, right? So Sad Cisco dies. Everybody's going to choose Sad Cisco to die if they can keep Supergirl. But if it's Happy Cisco, <laughs> if it's redeemed, you know, not redeemed, but if it's you know revived Cisco, that's uh. Yeah, I don't want I don't want Cisco to die. Even even Sadsco. I don't want him to die. I'm not Yeah. No. But if it meant Supergirl's always on the flash, that's the thing. That's you know, that's one no, of those cause she, she, Will you push the button? Sadsco dies, but Supergirl's always on the flash. Nah, man. I I I'd keep uh I'd keep Cisco, you know. Team Flash. Team I, I voted Team Flash in the thing. So there you go. That's how Will, I'm, did I say Kara or Carol? Said Kara, you said Kara. But but some people say Kara as opposed to Kara. Yeah, because like I always confuse that because like you know you got Miss Marvel from Marvel, which is Carol Danvers, and then you have oh, Kara right. Danvers yeah. or Kara. I just call okay. her Kara Zarel because that is her Kryptonian name. That's what I was going to say, but then I, I figured I would use Danvers because that's how they introduced her. I thought they were going to say uh, Kara Zarel, but uh, they used her Earth alias. Cool seeing um, a Supergirl, you know, the OG Supergirl on Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, uh, she's Helen the president. Slater. Yeah, Linda Carter is the president. In, uh, no, Linda Earth. Carter is Wonder Woman. Helen Slater is. Yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, she's Supergirl's mom. Yeah. All right. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> Dean, Cain, Dean Cain's her dad. So <laughs> Supergirl was her mom, and Superman was her dad. Thanks so much for all the wonderful feedback, guys. Like I said at the top of the show, this was going to be somewhat of a different one. Uh, we got commentary throughout the chat tonight that uh, people thinking that we had already busted into the eggnog a little bit early. That's not it. We just, uh, <laughs> it was a lot going on this episode and doing kind of a multi-cross over event right here in the middle of it. Uh, it's it's a little different from uh, from forms. So if this happens to be your first episode of the Flash TV Talk podcast, I would encourage you to go back, listen to a couple of episodes before this one. Probably not the greatest place to start, but like I said, welcome. We're glad that you're here. If you'd like to keep up with us, you absolutely can. Follow us on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. You can follow our personal accounts. I'm at the Real Bo York. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. But if 140 characters is enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. Hey, and for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Flash TV Talk. And special thanks, as always, to Charlie Bach, who provides our outro music. You can check out his other work at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. 
And don't forget to head over to iTunes and write us a review. We absolutely love getting those in. Uh, don't write a review on this particular episode. Be like, these guys are all over the <laughs> Unless place. Unless you loved it. Well, in yeah. Case, write us a review. <laughs> That'd be the one exception. If this episode was really, uh, if, if you enjoyed it, yeah, go, go over there, write us a review. We're looking for those four and five star reviews. And every single time we get a multiple of 10, we give away a free digital comic. Uh, we're a couple away from that. So head over there. It could be you. Uh, go help us out. Be sure to subscribe to the show on the Satchel Podcast Player, which is a great way to help support this and other podcasts. You can donate directly from the player itself, send a few dollars to help make the show happen. You can also help the great shenanigans that we are up to by uh, checking out our webcomic at thebrogues.com. We are having a fun alternate reality story in Fast Point. So check it out, thebrogues.com for that. All of that and more, find it at flashtvtalk.com. That's going to do it for this for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.